Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and to our listeners all around the world. Now, question. As PR professionals, we all tell stories at some point, but how can we make them pop more memorable and stand out more? Well, we have an answer for that. My guest today, and I'm going to be careful about this, is Axel Van Quayi. She joins us today from Antwerp, Belgium. So, Ansel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for having me here. Now, you recently had an article published that clearly outlines the five key tips for making attention-grabbing visual storytelling. But before Mm -hmm. we get to that, just give us a brief overview of Drawify, what it is, how it works, and how people can benefit from that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Peter. So uh, I'm the founder of Droify, and Droify is a platform uh, that enables everyone in the world, every professional in the world, to create a drawing without having to draw yourself. So I'm a visual storyteller. I've been drawing uh, stories for companies uh, for the last 12 years, and I train people to draw themselves. But you see that a lot of people don't have the confidence to draw at work. Um, but sometimes they really believe in, in drawing. So uh, during COVID, during the first lockdown, uh, I decided together with a few colleagues to create a platform where people can use professional drawings of people like me, reuse it, recompose, change colors, and create their own visual story. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a platform, it's a tool, but behind the, the platform, there are uh, more than 30 people feeding all the time with drawings so that other people can use it in their visual communication. So the drawings, I would imagine, cover a wide range of topics and issues and situations so that people can then use those drawings to fit where it would be appropriate in their presentation? Yes, indeed. So you have different situations, different sectors, but also you can recompose. So you can make your own combinations of drawings to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And even imagine that you are looking for something that you really can't find, which is possible because till now we have around 10,000 drawings, but it's growing every day. But imagine that you're looking for something really specific and you can't find it. Then you can simply ask and then it 
gets to the through the platform to the to the artists and they start drawing for the for the users. So now are there different levels of Drawify uh, that people can engage in so that they have access to that? Yeah, so um, first of all, uh, there's a free version where you can play with, so that's it's, it's free, it's really accessible. Uh, and then you have versions where you can, for quite low amount per, per year, you can subscribe and use it as much as you want. And very soon, we will also uh, launch versions that integrate with uh, other platforms like Miro, like Mural and other kind of, I don't know if I'm allowed to, to mention brands. Anyway, uh, the biggest uh, platforms that are around like Google and so on. We are working now to have integration so that you can go back and forth between those platforms and Androify to use drawings on those platforms. That's something we are working on right now. Well, very good. So now let's get to those five important points because uh, yeah. you know, I certainly agree with you that visual additions to presentations would certainly help. So what are those five important points that people should consider when uh, working on their visual storytelling? Yeah, thanks, Peter. Maybe I will tell them all five. If you have a question in between, please interrupt me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so the first one is it's really important not to overlook the words. So if you think of a visual, of a drawing, very often people don't think of words, but it's always a combination of using words and using visuals. So in the brain, apparently, if you see an image and a word that goes with the image, it gets processed in two different places in your brain, which makes it more sticky. And when you think of words, it's really important that you think of the the one main thing that you want people to remember. Mm -hmm. Think like a good slogan or a catchy title. It's like an umbrella that... Uh, covers the whole story. So that's really important to, to make that, that good title, that, uh, that uh, sexy, uh, <laughs> sexy um, catchy uh, umbrella. So that's the first tip. Second one is that every story has a character. Mm -hmm. So very often uh, we tell stories or we bring messages across that go, go over data, over numbers, and they don't have a character. They don't have a human person or something human in it. Well, that's really difficult to pop because we are all humans and we want to have humans in stories. So define a character and that character has to take place in that story. And if possible, it also has to have emotions. And sometimes people ask me, yeah, but my story is about data. It's not about emotions. Even data have emotions because mm -hmm. data express something positive, something negative. So there's always emotion. So don't forget that. Well, let me ask you a question. And when you say emotions, yeah. then that character could be there to, to just visually so people can see the emotions that are attached to the data, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. Okay, so, all right. But through that character, you can show it. And the character even doesn't have to be human. It can be a building. It can be a globe. It can be a car. So it doesn't have to be a human thing. It I has gotcha. to be, it has to have human uh, characteristics. That's important. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Now I understand. Thanks. <laughs> and then the third tip is about including the context. So, and that's really something that probably all your um, listeners are pretty, pretty used to do. So it's really visualize the context of the story and think like a journalist. So normally a journalist asks certain questions like, where is it happening? When is it happening? Who is involved? Why is this happening? And what is happening? And how? 
Mm-hmm. Recently, yesterday, by the way, on uh, on social media, someone said, "Oh, it's the five wives, the, the five wives with one husband." Eh? So the, um, I, I think that's quite funny to to remember. So indeed, so all those questions, the where, why, how, it's, it's really important to visualize them. So sometimes you you see a, a visual with only a character, but if you add the context of that character, it tells a story without you having to to use too many words. Mm-hmm. So. That's also really important when you do visual storytelling. So well, let me also ask this, because now then it is possible to have maybe more than one visual for each one of these topics, because perhaps that information, as you said, in some cases it could be positive. So maybe that's one character. Another, another situation might be negative. So that's a different character or a different appearance of a character. So can you have more than one visual in under each one of these topics? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. And yeah, and especially if you are telling a story, there's a storyline. And and that's maybe <laughs> that's the next topic by the way. Um so in a storyline, you have you have good moments and bad moments. Mm-hmm. It's like a movie. So if you need dif- different visuals, different drawings to tell the whole story, yeah, it's something uh, you can do, of course. And yeah. that's uh, the fourth the, the fourth tip is to help your audience through the story and to read the visual in the right way. And you can do that by using arrows. Um, it's like breadcrumbs. It can be numbers or it can be symbols that indicate how to read through the visual. Mm-hmm. And especially when there's a lot of information on it, we really have to help our brain to yeah to walk through it. We, we have to make it brain friendly. So that's that's the fourth tip. Let, let me just just sort of mention it because as I think about it, it just seems to me that, uh, the attention grabbing benefits of a of a character or some visual um, picture up there rather than just words or numbers. It yeah. helps keeps people's attention focused on what it is you're doing. So I mean that in itself is a, a, an added benefit. Yeah, indeed. So indeed, words are really difficult to capture attention. Mm-hmm. And we have seen through many, many researchers that a big part of our brain, most researchers say that it's 50% of our brain is meant to uh, process visual information. So if you help the listener or the the audience to watch to visuals next to the text and next to the audio, it really helps to remember and yeah, think of think of a comic. It's easy when you look at a comic. It can be a lot of information, but it's really easy to walk through because it's yeah, you go from frame to frame. So that's really um, easy to understand, easy to follow, much easier than a lot of slides or words or bullet points or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever kind of things that people used to <laughs> to use today. <laughs> well, great. What uh, and and what is the next one you have for us? So the last one, and that's also related to what I said about comics, it's uh, about separating your ideas. So like I said, we have to make it brain friendly. Our brain is is, uh, is very active, but in the same time, very lazy. And it's always looking for patterns. It's looking for things that are connected to each other, that are easy to separate and to, yeah, to digest. So if you want to help the brain, you have to make chunks of your story so that the brain can jump from one chunk to the other one. Mm-hmm. So you can do that by using frames. You can do that by using s- several backgrounds in certain colors that really indicates the different parts of a story. And again, think of a, a comic or maybe a cover of a magazine. There are always different parts that are really easy to scan. And that is exactly the fifth tip to do. 
Now, just in terms of, uh, let's say, of someone like a novice like myself, is there any way to get any help? Do you have any assistance at, at DrawFi that uh, say, well, look, I'm, here's something that's unusual that I've got an assignment that I have. Can you give me some ideas or some help with this? Does a uh, service offer that as well? Well, um, first of all, there are templates. So templates are like a kind of inspirational um, examples that you can use and adapt. So if you say, for instance, oh, I have to do something and it's, it looks like a timeline, mm-hmm. then you can look at existing other drawings that you can use and rebuild. So that's that can be really helpful. Uh, next to that, we also have twice a month, we have sessions that people can join where they can learn about visual storytelling. And it's all kind of topics. It can be about uh, how to use colors. It can be mm-hmm. how to use characters, whatever. So you can uh, watch those. Or you can come to those workshops and there are also recordings. So probably you can find in the recordings, you can find uh, tips. And if you really have a question, you also can reach out to us. We will always okay. be very, very happy to help anyone who asks a question. <laughs> because it's our, it's our mission, really, to make, to make it possible for everyone and to make everyone a better storyteller in this world. So happy to help. Well, you know, that, that, that certainly is great to hear because, uh, you know, I do PowerPoints as, as well as a lot of other people. And I'm always yeah. looking for something to include in there somewhere. Now, on occasion, there, there are some images that have some motion attached to them. Do you have any motion uh, uh, visuals that have any sort of motion to them at all? If it's just an arrow that continually goes across the bottom, whatever it happens to be. any, I'm just asking that, that particular question now. Yeah, well, uh, we don't have it yet, <laughs> but it's in the pipeline. It's something okay, that okay. we uh, we are going to foresee, but it's not on the in the current uh, version yet. There will be a new version in uh, in one month, and and maybe it's all already there, or it's probably this uh, this fall that it will be available. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, uh, you know, I've learned an awful lot from you, but is there anything that I may have missed, a question that I might not have answered or asked you that you think that people need to know not only about Drawify, but also about making stellar uh, presentations with visual? Whoa. <laughs> uh, now I have to dig deep in my brain because there's so much, so much things I could say. Um, well, well, you can say them. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few things that I, the top of my mind. Um, the first thing is don't, don't go too deep, too far, uh, too fast. So that's, it's certainly a challenge I see very often that people want to put too much information uh, because they really want to bring their message across. Mm -hmm. So they really fall in love with their message. And that's maybe one of the biggest challenges. So don't fall in love with your message, but fall in love with your audience. Uh, It's probably really basic knowledge for you, but fall in love with your audience and really think of, what do they want to hear and see in this visual? What do they like mm-hmm. according to uh, colors, characters, whatever? So s- step in the shoes of your audience and not in your own shoes. <laughs> so that's one of the most important things that I want to uh, bring across. And then it doesn't have to be perfect. We are we are all much too strict for ourselves. And um, mm-hmm. so just try it and see what the impact is on others and improve and learn and just do it. That's maybe also a very important thing uh, that I want to, to tell to everyone. Well, good. Well, Axel, let me say that I believe that you've imparted some very, very important information to our uh, to our listeners, and I really want to thank you 
for uh, taking the time to join us all the way from across the pond to uh, to provide this, and, and I'm <laughs> sure they're going to to, uh, to benefit from it. So I want to thank you so very much for uh, joining us here on the Public Relations Review Podcast. Uh, to my listeners also, please, if you uh, want to uh, improve your presentations, go to DrawFi, look them up, that's D-R-A-W-I-F-Y.com, and uh, look at what they have to offer you. And if you've enjoyed the show, we certainly would like to get a good review from you. So once again, thank you so very much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.